hipsters, welcome to the Hip Health is Power podcast, and I am your host, Dr. Anna Esperham. I am an MD with triple board certifications in integrative functional medicine, pediatrics, and medical acupuncture with special pain training and clinical hypnosis and aromatherapy certifications. We have a team of healthcare professionals here that provide real and evidence-based information to support women on their health and wellness path, and our goal is to empower you to heal and recover from health issues, whether it be chronic pain, illness, or just life stressors, to perform your best, feel your healthiest, to become full of vitality and stamina, to be who you love and do what you love. And now I'm obligated to tell you our disclaimer that Anna Esperham, MD, is a medical doctor, but she is not your doctor and she is not offering medical advice on this podcast. So if you are in need of professional advice or medical care, you must seek out the services of your own doctor or healthcare professional, as this podcast provides information only and does not provide any financial, legal, medical, or psychological services or advice. And none of the content on this podcast prevents, cures, or treats any mental or medical condition, as you are responsible for your own physical, mental, and emotional well-being being decisions, choices, actions, and results. Health is Power LLC disclaims any liability for your reliance on any opinions or advice contained in this podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Health is Power podcast. We're at episode 43. Woohoo! I'm your host, Dr. Anna, and I told you last week that we were going to have amazing guests uh, this week, and I'm so excited to introduce you to them. They're part of my pod squad is what we call each other. Um, it's part of our Female Entrepreneur Association membership where um, women entrepreneurs get together and um, support each other, guide each other, inspire each other, and help each other through our business. And we have today Joan Giantolano, and she is a digital marketing coach who helps remove the complete overwhelm um, with technology from marketing your business online. I have used her myself. She is absolutely amazing in technology and in the business world. She just has this incredible mind um, and her creative juices are just flowing with everybody's launch strategy. Tiffany Lynn is also one of our experts today, and she is a women's health and wellness coach and personal trainer who takes you from Southern fried with a side of bacon to a holistic lifestyle and the body that you desire. She is a true manifesting guru and has a special expertise in manifestation, even with limiting beliefs that she's going to talk to you about today. And we also have um, our famous Jen Argue, who is an amazing mastermind facilitator who runs masterminds for high-level women entrepreneurs who also has an incredible background as a therapist in her previous career. So she's going to have a psychological perspective in manifesting today. So we'll welcome these ladies. And I want to start with um, Joan first um, to kind of talk about manifesting um, in 2021 um, and kind of the thoughts and feelings as things today and that humans are creators. And so Joan, do you want us to tell everyone just a little bit about you and how you you got into manifesting? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my take on it, I'm going to come in on the uh, metaphysical and esoteric side on it because I'm all about that. Uh, and we definitely, I really like this group because we all have different perspectives. So this is going to be a great conversation. Okay. So how I got into manifesting, maybe it's a little bit similar to some of your stories, ladies, uh, but I was in high school 
maybe I was in high school, maybe junior high, something like that. I was pretty young. And I just remember that when there was something that I wanted to happen, I would not think of the positive thought of what I would want to happen. But what I, if I really, really wanted something or if I wanted something to happen, I would actually think in my mind, I would think, oh, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. But the feeling was, I really want that to happen. So I'm saying in my mind, I, it's not going to happen. But in actuality, I want it to happen. And every single time I did that, and it was these things, it was like little things. It wasn't like I was trying to manifest a car or something like that. I was a, I was a kid, right? Um, every time I did that, the thing would happen. The thing would happen. And I was like, oh, this thing works. So that, that was the thing going on. And then around the same time, uh, I would go to the library a lot, the public library. And I just love books and I love reading all kinds of books and, you know, on all different subjects. So at this time, there was a book that I had looked at. It was called, uh, I think it was Creative Visualization by Shakti Gawain. Uh, that was back in the 90s, right? I and read it too. I read this book and and then the, the steps that she recommended were so hard for me. I was like, why can't I do this? I could do the reverse psychology thinking, feeling thing. But this visualization thing, that was like a whole new ballgame. So that's that kind of like two sequence of events um, that kind of kicked it off. And that was literally like many decades ago. So, and here we are today. So um, let's see. So that's how I got into it. So I had like a, a few things that I wanted to touch on because I think the three topics that I had mentioned uh, that I was going to touch on probably could be like our each topic. So I'm just going to like touch on it like lightly. So I wanted to mention that manifesting, we are manifesting now in the year of 2021. And from my perspective, from where I come from and from what I'm into, and, you know, this resonates with some people, it doesn't resonate with all people, but if this is kind of like the level of where you relate to, then maybe you'll kind of catch what I'm talking about. 2021, um, 2021, after all we've been through with 2020, it's a different world. It is a completely different world. And on an esoteric level, I would say the energy in the ethers is a little bit different. If we had the same conversation about manifesting and the steps to manifesting and how fast it takes to manifest, if you were talking about this one or even two years ago, there, you know, there, you might hear people say there's a buffer to the time that it takes of you having the intention to manifest to the time that it actually shows up in the world. But I will tell you from my personal experience and from many people that I've been following and speaking to um, 2021, there's a lot of different kind of energies on many different levels in the world and in the, our experience in the collective um, and just going on. Um, and the consensus is that, that that buffer has shortened there's like the, the time to manifest and maybe maybe you might experiment with this in your own life or maybe you may have observed this. Sometimes you think things and they kind of just like happen. 
um, I know in my life, like the, the time, the timeline, the buffer has definitely short, shortened for me, period. But there's also something to be said if you agree with that or not, if you believe it or not. Because if you don't agree with it, you don't see it, you're going you're gonna to find exactly what you're looking for. So that's just a commentary that I have um, about 2021. Um, I also wanted to talk about thoughts as things, which kind of relates to what, like I was, the other point that I was talking about. Um, and also like on my experience um, that thoughts and feelings, because I think a lot of the, the canon of what people have talked about, especially like in the new age movement, that kind of stuff was specifically to manifesting. A lot of it is focused on thoughts. But I think now as we're coming into 2021, um, the whole feeling portion of it, it depends on who you follow, it depends on who you talk to, that kind of thing, right? The feeling portion of it, I think is really coming to the forefront and a lot of people are catching on that the feelings that you put into manifesting your intentions have the same weight, if not sometimes even more. And, but that's been my experience from the very beginning. Because as I said, I was thinking in my mind, this is not going to happen with the intention and the feeling that I want it to happen, right? So um, that's, from my perspective, I think that this is a, a discussion in the manifestation um, topic that uh, really, like, a lot of people have been examining. Um, and that's, like, a lot of what I uh, focus on when I am I'm trying to manifest something, have specific intentions for something to happen in my life, that kind of thing. Um, so I wanted to touch on that. And then also third, I wanted to talk about humans as creators. Because if thoughts are things, and you know, you'll find this, this theme in ancient works, um, you know, different philosophies, different ancient philosophies, um, even in quantum physics, they talk about that a lot more now. If thoughts are things, and if what we think about creates things in the physical world, then we are creators. If we create things with our thoughts, then we can create our world, right? And what we think about shows up in our world. So then we create our world. It may interact, you know, our little bubble, our world interacts with other bubbles and other worlds, but there are a lot of aspects of it where we create what we want and what we want to experience. So, you know, there's a lot of power in that. So that's what I wanted to touch on today. <laughs> you know, what's interesting when you're talking about uh, creation, I mean, as women, you know, when we're talking today, and I think I did mention this on one of the previous podcast episodes is that, you know, we create another human being, which is totally, I mean, magical and you think impossible. So, I mean, just think about all the things that we can do as human beings that is completely magical and amazing. And we can make almost anything possible. The sky is not the limit. The universe is not the limit. I mean, think beyond that. What we're doing to ourselves is limiting our creation 
because of a lot of the thoughts that we have that are the negative thoughts, right? That you mentioned, you know, in one of your first um, points. And so we think we either don't deserve it or we think we can't. And that's more the ego talking. That's our consciousness. That is not our human capacity. It's trying to protect us from taking that risk of creating our path ahead of us. And it is scary. It is very scary, but it is to have the courage to overcome that fear and continue to create, create, create. So I think that's amazing. Thank you so much, Joan. Um, Tiffany Lynn, uh, you're up. You want to tell us a little bit? I love your story. I know Tiffany Lynn's story, but I, I want to have everyone hear it who uh, listens to this podcast. Oh my goodness. Do you want me to tell the, the that story? It's a little bit longer than no, you can tell <laughs> any story. I just love how you got into manifesting. Yeah. I, I think for me, I was manifesting before I knew that I was manifesting when I was younger. I just, just wanted something, wanted something and but for me, like I said, when I, I wanted something, I just thought about that thing so much and I wanted it, you know, I just, there was, you couldn't tell me I wasn't going to have it. I just knew that I was going to have it. And so therefore I think that I was manifesting before I knew I was manifesting. And then uh, I watched this documentary, a little thing that came out a few years back, maybe you've heard of it called The Secret <laughs> and, you know, put, was able to then put a name to this thing that I had been doing. And then it was like the whole, whole world opened up. And um, there's been several, I call myself a personal development junkie. So many of the books that I've read, whether it's Success Principles or The Game of Life or these different books that all kind of touch on it in a, from a different perspective. But for me, I really, I came from absolutely nothing, which is where my personal perspective comes from. Cause I come from a place of how to manifest with limiting beliefs. Um, you know, I, I was told a lot of negative things when I was younger and that I was never going to have anything. And, and, um, just kind of, who are you to think this? I don't, I don't know where you're getting this attitude from or things like that, but, um, you know, going through my childhood and different things like that. And then growing up and finding myself with this one woman, I was actually in, which is a little bit of the story that I think you're referring to is a friend of mine, her and her mother had built this second home in Cabo San Lucas, uh, you know, basically a private, semi-private beach. And I was sitting on the back with her and I'm looking around at these things that I had never seen or experienced in my little Midwest life that had never been anywhere before. And was like, this woman has to have some knowledge for me. And being, I think I was 19 at the time, I didn't even know what to ask. So I just asked her, you know, what do I, you know, give me some advice. What do I do? And she was asking me kind of what you wanted. And as a teenager, my first response, of course, was, I don't know. You know? <laughs> and um, after that, I just said, well, you know, I'd be satisfied with, you know, job and, and that was able to pay the bills and I could get my own place and maybe a car that I didn't have to do anything funny to, to get it to run. That's a whole nother story. Um, and but the, her response after kind of giggling at me um, for, for what I said was just really why, why be satisfied? And, you know, to be satisfied is to be happy with whatever life is going to hand you and you can have anything you want, but never, ever be satisfied. So, and for some reason, those few words just struck me like, wait, what? Like it just, it was this epiphany for me um, in that moment. I mean, I wrote my college, college entrance essay on this, you know, why be satisfied? Because it gave me the courage to actually apply to go to college when I never, nobody in my family had ever been, it wasn't a thing we, we thought about. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, but for me, that's, I guess that's a little bit of, of my story. And from her, she kind of opened the door to me for, I immediately moved when I went back home, I immediately moved um, to where they were and lived with some friends because I just wanted to be in their 
you know, circle and knew I needed to learn from this woman. And she introduced me to, you know, Tony Robbins and Jack Canfield and all these different um, people that I was able to not, you know, personally meeting them <laughs> through their work, I guess you'd say, but it opened up a whole new world for me. And, you know, I really haven't looked back since then, other than to examine some of these, these limiting beliefs that, um, but like, cause like I said, when I was younger, it was manifesting without even thinking of it. You know, I would want these exorbitant things and people were like, you're crazy. And I'm like, what? I want it. I'll have it. <laughs> you know, I don't know how, but it'll come. Um, so I think, I know that you've, you've done a few podcasts already. And so it's, it's probably already out there, but just for the, the sake of this conversation, I just kind of wanted to define manifestation and, and limiting beliefs in, in general. So for me, and speaking of manifesting, it's just thinking about a thing with such belief within yourself that that thing in turn appears in your life. And that it happens for us, good or bad. You know, when we walk around worrying about things and then that thing happens and we think it was inevitable. No, maybe you brought that thing on because that's what you were focused on versus if you're walking around thinking, oh, I'm gonna, whatever, small or large, you're thinking on it with such great belief that it, that thing appears in your life. And then when it comes to limiting beliefs, we're just thinking of a subconscious belief, often false, that prevents us from pursuing our goals or prevents us from reaching for our desires because we think I don't deserve it. A lot of times it comes from childhood or things that we were told or bad relationships or other people. It's not even something that we created. It's something that was kind of downloaded into us from the people that we were around, sadly. But even though we have those limiting beliefs, I still believe that we can manifest. And I, I'm 100% proof of that because of where I came from and different things that I've experienced in my life that if you were to ask anyone else, there's no way I should have been to five or six different countries now and, or, you know, or, or seen these private resorts and private houses on beaches and things like that, or, or live in a beautiful home or any of that kind of stuff because of if you asked where I came from, I should be, you know, six kids and, and no marriage. And you know, whatever. But um, I think that manifestation as a trainer, I like to say, you know, it's building the manifestation muscle. And to do that, I think the first thing that you have to do is, is always coming from a place of gratitude, regardless of where you are in your life, find what you're grateful for and, and focus on those particular things. And, and every day I have a gratitude practice. I wake up in five to 10 things. Sometimes I keep a running list and just keep it going of what I'm grateful for and putting yourself in that energetic vibration of, of gratitude rather than woe is me. I don't have what I want yet. What am I grateful for? And there's always something you can find if you, if you're actually seeking that. And it gets, again, it's a muscle you're building. It gets easier as you go. And then from that place of gratitude, you have to know if you want to manifest, you have to know what you want. And so many people talk about, okay, well, I don't want this. I don't want that. And then that's, again, it's bringing you what you don't want. You have to focus on what you do want with crystal. You've got to be very clear clarity of what exactly what it is that you want. Um, and then from there, you have to ask yourself, well, what do I believe? Because this is where the limiting beliefs come in. Do I believe I can have this thing? Do I believe I deserve this thing? And, and some people say, well, I don't, they don't. And that's okay because you, you have to start, acknowledge where you are and start from where you are and ask yourself, well, what do you believe? Do I believe if I stand up right now, my legs are gonna hold me? I have a belief. Do I believe right now, if I turn on my faucet, my water is gonna be clean? I have a good belief and that's, that's gonna give me water if we're in a place where we can have clean water. And there's something for you to be grateful for because many people don't. 
and once you get from there, then you have to be willing to try things. There's a, there's a quote from Tony Robbins that talks about to be firm in your destination, but to be flexible in your route. So you have to let go of the how. You know what it is that you want and you keep your mind focused on that thing. And then you start trying things. You start making steps in that direction, no matter how small every day. And you simply ask for what it is that you're that you're wanting moving forward. And then you have to be aware of things. And if you're trying this one thing and it doesn't work, be willing to try the next thing, you know, be flexible in the route that you take. If you're driving someplace and you hit a detour, you don't turn around and go home. You follow the detour and you take a different route. That's all. And you still end up where you want, but those steps can be harder when you have these limiting beliefs, not impossible. It's 100% possible, just might be a little bit harder. So then you focus on, okay, how do I heal some of those limiting beliefs? And there was a great article in Psychology Today by, by Tara Brock, and she put it into a, a little format that I love. It's way better than my rambling of what I would say. Um, and she just says, let it rain, you know? And so you have to recognize what, what's going on. Acknowledge when you're having this limiting belief. I want this thing, but I don't feel like I can have it. That's a limiting belief. Ask yourself the question, go a little bit deeper. Why don't I think I can have it? So first of all, recognize it and then allow yourself to feel it. I feel like I don't deserve that. That's okay. Don't judge yourself for it. Just acknowledge it. It's there. Let it have its place. It's there for a reason. Once you acknowledge, you can begin to investigate. Just get clear. Be curious. Where did this come from? Did, so, did I hear this somewhere? Did somebody tell me this? Um, am I feeling like I this thing because I don't really want that thing? Like, Just really get curious and ask yourself some questions. Maybe do some, I love to journal, so maybe do some journaling or if that's not your thing, go for a walk and, and think or whatever your thing is, but just get curious about where this is coming from. And then after that, then you just nurture it. Give yourself some grace. Think of it as a little child that's coming to you. Your little limiting belief is this little child coming to you saying, I'm scared. You're gonna say, okay, well, that's okay. Well, why are you scared, honey? Why, why do you feel that way? You're going to get curious about it. And then from there, you're going to nurture them and see what it is that they need to get over that fear. Treat yourself and give yourself that same grace of saying, I have this feeling. I'm recognizing it. I'm allowing myself to have it. I'm investigating and getting curious. And now I'm just going to nurture it. And once you do that, it's, it's amazing what happens when you stop forcing, trying to force yourself to get rid of something. Just acknowledge that it's there and then come back to thinking about... <laughs> what it is that you do want and what can I do to move, you know, to move forward. Um, and I think the last thing that I'll say about when it comes to limiting beliefs and manifesting is that you've got to be really mindful of what you allow in. When you find that some of these beliefs are coming from, God forbid, people in your current circle, maybe you need to limit your time with those people. When it comes to the music that you're listening to, pay attention to the lyrics. Even if you're not singing along, those lyrics are coming in and they're putting downloads of thoughts into yourself. So be mindful of what you're watching on the television, what you're reading, what you're listening to, the people that you're surrounding yourself and try to up-level all of that to where you're putting some positivity in, you're putting some light into your life. So just the last thing I'll say is just be mindful of what you let in. Yeah, those are some amazing points. I mean, you just hit home, definitely, Tiffany. And one of the things that I wanted to talk 
about for the listeners today is that, uh, you know, what Tiffany said was that manifesting is just like a, a system that you're going to develop over time. I mean, it might not happen overnight and you just have to keep playing with it. You have to keep toying with it. And just like, just like me and Tiffany, because we're both in the wellness field. I mean, it's just like wellness and well-being. You have to know what's going to work for you. I mean, what works for one of us might not work for you. So you have to develop and you have to play with it. You've got to experiment. It's just going to be like its own science experiment. Like Joan always says, she's her own science experiment. Um, and so I just kind of developed it myself. I mean, I read Shakti Gawain, the creative visualization too, but I had to kind of take my own, um, practice um, and learn from mistakes and, and learn how it worked. And, and I kind of finally figured out um, some of the, the thoughts that I have every single day and the gratitude practice and the things that I want. And I have to wake up every single morning and I really have to say that in my head, I don't necessarily have to say it out loud, but if I want my day to go smooth instead of having a chaotic clinic day, um, if I want patients to get better in that day, I have to say that in my bed right before I get out of bed to drink my cup of coffee. And somehow it is working and I have to keep at it. It is hard work. You kind of do have to remind yourself um, to participate in that manifesting practice. So I think that's totally dead on. Oh, and I do want to say one more thing about the limiting beliefs. Um, one thing, you know, that I had just an example, because sometimes it's hard to figure out your limiting belief. Um, and, you know, Tiffany was saying, you know, journal, um, kind of do a lot of reflection, but you know, one thing that I learned was that it's, it's something that could even be just a feeling of anxiety and that could be its own limiting belief. What is behind that anxiety? So for example, I had a lot of anxiety mm, during throughout certain periods of my life. And a lot of it had to do with feeling that I was wrong all the time. And I felt like I was wrong all the time because I think I had a brother, an older brother who always made me feel like unwanted. Like I said, stupid stuff. Um, like I wasn't worth it. Um, I did things wrong according to him. And I think that percolated in my adult life. And so when I was going to medical school, I would never answer questions. I would try to like never get picked on. Cause I was like, Oh, I'm sure going to answer it wrong. So I always have this anxiety on the wards if I was going to, you know, get picked on for all the questions. And so it was until then I figured out that this anxiety was truly the limiting belief. And it really, what was behind it was from childhood growing up, you know, with a brother who thought, you know, or who made me feel, maybe he didn't know that I felt like this, but made me feel like I was always wrong, no matter what I did. So I, I think that's very interesting. And that comes to Jen, because that's all psychology and psychoanalysis. And that is Jen's like expertise. So Jen, tell us a little bit about you and uh, some of your main points today. Well, thank you so much for having me here and to be a part of this amazing group of women that you have on. So I feel very honored to be here. Um, from this, from the psychological perspective, if we look at manifesting, the, it's in the psychological terms, it's simply the act of aligning yourself with your desired intentions and goals, and then taking the necessary steps to bring those desired intentions or goals to fruition. And so it seems very mechanical when you think about it that way. But that when I came on the scene into my graduate school to earn my um, psychology degree, I, I was at this turning point in psychology 
where up until this was the early nineties, up until this point, uh, therapists were seeing people two to three times a week for 40 years. It was just the way people did therapy back then. So, so therapists now had 10 sessions to work with people to help bring change in their lives. In other words, to help bring them towards their desired goals. And so I took that opportunity to be, you know, try to be the top in my field. And I specialized in what's called solution focused brief therapy. And the whole concept of the, that mode of therapy was to number one, like you're all saying to know exactly what you want. What is the desired goal? That was always one of the first questions we would say, if we could wave a magic wand and you would wake up in the morning and everything would be exactly how you wanted it. What would I see you doing? If I had a video camera and I was watching you, what would I see you doing? So it wasn't, what were you thinking? How were you feeling? It was, what is the action? And so if somebody had, let's say, a bad relationship with the person they were living with, they would say, well, if everything was perfect in my dream world, I would wake up and I would greet my partner. I would sit down and have a cup of coffee with my partner. I would ask them, what are they doing today? You know, so actual things that are behaviors. And the whole concept of that is when you take very small actions, a lot of small actions lead to big results. And it's creating what's called the upward spiral instead of the downward spiral, because downward spirals, when we land in a bad spot, it's not because of one big bad decision you made. It's usually the result of a lot of small bad decisions. And so, and so to have the upward spiral instead was very powerful. And people would come back, you know, to the second session and said, you know, I woke up in the morning and I said, hello to my partner and the day was so much better. And I was so surprised. And I think it's what Tiffany was saying. It's like being open and curious when you're talking about limiting beliefs, you're asked, you're kind of in a sense, asking yourself, is it possible that I could get what I want in this life? And if you take one small step in the direction of creating what you want, then everything is aligned, right? And so it seems easier to get to that point, at least doing what's within your power, but huge changes can happen in places where you typically don't think you have a lot of power when you're just enacting on these small things yourself. So um, the power of small changes in the desired direction is, is huge when it comes to manifesting. And we do it now with my masterminds with women who are, let's say they're launching, you know, and they think, well, everybody's doing webinars. So I must need to do a webinar, but they do it and they say it doesn't feel aligned for them. And they felt mechanical or like it wasn't a good match. And so they just decided to do something else and they made something up and they launched, you know, with their own design and they had phenomenal results. And I think it's trusting your gut as long as you know what you want and you're excited about what you're doing to get there. Even if it's small, it's not 
you know, in my groups, I coach, it's not how you launch in the sense of the mechanics, it's how you launch and how it's aligned with you. And you could do an email launch, you could do a, a challenge or a webinar or anything, a video launch, as long as you are excited and you're showing up in a way because you're excited about what you're doing, that's what's selling. And so trusting your gut, being aligned with who you are, knowing yourself are all important, I think, in manifesting. And there's this other aspect too that I love, um, that's a psychological aspect, is the confirmation bias. You know, we see that whole, that saying, what you focus on grows. Well, if you're focused on good things that you want to come your way, you will start to see those things. If you're focused on everything always going wrong for you, guess what you're going to see? <laughs> you're, and you're going to miss out on all that good stuff. And so having like tuning your confirmation bias, if you could actually be in control of that bias, that makes a huge difference in your life as well. And so knowing what you want, looking for it, and having that, having that um, alignment with it will help you reach those goals. And I think too, that it's just, it's like Tiffany, what I, I liked what Tiffany also said was about having people around you who can kind of crack open your belief system. When you're in a mastermind or, or like a group like this, when you can talk with other people who have maybe been able to see things differently with a new perspective, a broader, bigger perspective of what's possible in your life, that that can, that can create a dramatic shift for you really quickly. Instead of going along and having people in your life who always just kind of agree with you and your perspective, that doesn't really produce a lot of growth. And so being with people who think bigger, who think differently, and we could all be big thinkers like all of us in this group, but big about different things. So that's why the group is important because we're all challenging each other. And so I think there's, there's some magic that comes from that and not having a lot of group thing happen, but having people who are willing to challenge you. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. Those are such juicy, good points. Um, I was going to ask you ladies, um, a couple of questions, um, just about, um, like manifesting practice and, um, what you guys do. I mean, do you, each have a manifesting practice or is it just something that, you know, comes to you randomly or how do you guys, you know, practice manifesting? Well, part of what, go ahead. Go ahead, Joan. Um, so I was going to say, since uh, like Anna mentioned, uh, I consider myself my own science experiment, right? Um, I think over the years, it's, it's constantly evolving for me. Like uh, I'm always like reading new techniques, new insights, like, like talking to other people and then also experimenting for myself of like what's working, what's not working. Sometimes I forget to do the things that were working before and then I stop and figure out I'm like, well, why isn't stuff working? I'm like, oh, we're going to go back and do that thing that was working. So it, I, I can definitely say that it's always evolving for me. I don't think I've really hung on to one technique like throughout all the years. 
I think it's just always constantly growing and evolving. Yeah. I I think, think, but that doesn't answer the question. Right? No, I think that's great. I know. I think that's perfect because I think, you know, I think that's how I work too. I mean, I do have a little bit of a system right now, but it is constantly evolving and growing as we're reading and, and we're learning and seeing what works and what doesn't. Um, but what Joan, I mean, Joan's personality is, is very spontaneous. I mean, she's always in the flow and I think that's just incredible. And I think, you know, that is a part of the manifesting practice in and of itself. So I think that's pretty interesting. Tiffany there's or two Jen, ways what about that you? I like to there's there's two ways that I like to do it I think on a daily level I like to have like my my 90 day goal and then have that goal at the top of my calendar sheet I have my calendars goes by week and so I just I have it right at the top what my 90 day goal is and so every day I make sure I'm doing at least two things towards that goal and what that does is it makes sure that I'm taking actions towards it, but it also keeps me alert to what's going on around me, to opportunities that I can engage in to bring me closer to that. And then I have another practice that I do, and I have a dream 100 list. And so with that, I have my absolute dream people that I would love to collaborate with on that list who seems so far out of reach, but I know someday that is going to happen. And so I think it's good to have that dream 100, whether it's people you're going to network or some big accomplishment, if you're going to franchise something, or if you're going to, you know, get your product into some big corporation, you know, to have that out there as a possibility that that could happen. That's so cool. I love that. That's awesome. Tiffany, what about you? Yeah. And this all makes me sound so extra. My, <laughs> I'm like, I have a very, I guess, kind of both. I have a list kind of like Jen was saying the stream 100. I think mine is up to like 300 things <laughs> that I did. I think I read it in some book someplace, but it's, um, just a combination of small things, large things. I think like going into outer space is the final thing that's on there, like huge things down to like a new yoga mat to little tiny things, you know? And so my practical practice is every morning, like I said, I start with gratitude and this practice actually kind of evolved between, I think it's Julia Cameron and Rachel Hollis. So Rachel Hollis has her start today practice, which is 10, 10, one, 10 dreams, 10 years, one goal. And then Julia Cameron has morning pages from the artist way. And so every morning when I get up, I do, I write my gratitude, what I'm grateful for that morning. I write my goals that I have these 10 goals or dreams that I want to make happen. And then at the end, I write the one thing that I'm focused on, you know, the, the, the goal that I'm going to make happen first, like the thing that I'm actively working on now. And that just keeps what I'm looking for present in, in my mind. And then I do my, my morning pages, which is a stream of consciousness, three pages written longhand. Um, and sometimes things come to you like, well, maybe you should try this. And every once in a while, I'll go back there and highlight because there's, there's some good stuff in there. Um, I also do things like I have the vision boards. Um, I do my 90 day goals and, and all of that and kind of keep those things in front of me so that I know what I'm working on. Um, and then I also do things like just building that muscle of, you know, my goals and things that I'm working to manifest now are really big things. And, and so sometimes I have to say, I know that those things 
could come tomorrow. They could take me the next 10 years, but I know that that's what I'm focused on. And so I'm going to continue going in that direction. But every once in a while, I remind myself and I'll just be like, I'm going to find a great parking spot or somebody's going to bring me a cup of coffee today. And just those little things to remind yourself how powerful you are when it's something smaller, when you're really trying to manifest something big. So I have a very practical practice and then a very more kind of, um, you know, more esoteric practice of just sitting down and visualizing. I do a lot of visualization um, of just kind of seeing and visualizing myself as this version of me that I'm trying to get to, or in this situation that I'm trying to get to having that thing that I'm trying to manifest. Yeah. The visualization piece is really powerful. In fact, um, on the research, you know, side, the medical side, um, it actually has been studied is the creative visualization and the hypnosis. And that really is where hypnosis comes in. And it's, it's just a form of meditation. Um, but when you're using the power of your own imagination, it actually changes not only your physiology, but just the energy around you because we do carry our own vibration. I mean, we absolutely do 100%. And somehow that vibration can affect other people, just how our emotions affect other people, because our emotions are also an energetic vibration and can affect other people. You know, I'm cranky, you know, I'll start complaining. My best friend I'm complaining to is going to start feeling a little cranky and irritable. So I, I really, I'd love to hone in on that more, maybe in another podcast episode. Um, but I also wanted to mention on Jen's point and Tiffany's point on the 90 day board. It's such a um, 90 day goals. It's such an intentional manifestation practice. Um, I actually need to start using that because I'm reading a lot on 90 day goals and um, I'm just so terrible at looking back at my calendar and, and looking at, okay, what, do, what am I accomplishing these 90 days? I'm terrible at going back. I'm always going forward. Yeah, Jen. I was going to say, well, that's, you know, and I do that with the women in my mastermind too. Like every 90 days, we like have a coaching session and we focus on it because I think as entrepreneurs, we're all entrepreneurs here. We have shiny object syndrome. And if you don't, I don't think you're an entrepreneur, <laughs> but we do because we're so resourceful and we, we know we're always trying to be alert to everything and that can benefit us, but it can also shoot down our progress. And so setting that 90 day goal is so critical for us as entrepreneurs to really get traction and make some progress. So where do you look at it? Is it just in like a planner? Is it on, you know, your refrigerator? How do you visualize that 90 day goal? For me, it's like I said, I, I put it at the top of my week, like every week when I, every turn, week. when I turn the page in my planner, I rewrite it at the top of my page. And so every morning I'm looking at it to, to remind myself to do two things, you know, towards it. And, and I reverse engineer. So when I make the 90 day goal, I reverse engineer, I make sure it's, you know, I can accomplish, get close to it anyway, you know, in that 90 days. And so it's, and I have to know the resources that I need. I have to know what roadblocks might come along. So, you know, doing that, that day of analyzing it every 90 days is important to like set yourself up for success. If you're, if you're looking at potential roadblocks, resources, you need how to reverse engineer to make sure it can happen. Um, then I think you're good to go, you know, it kind of puts it on autopilot and you just try to navigate every day and every week. 
Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, I think I'm gonna start doing that then um, because I do have hey, my own I, planner. Yeah. Can I add, because uh, Jen and uh, Tiffany reminded me of a couple of things that I actually do do that I have kept consistently throughout the years, actually, like maybe a couple of decades or so. Um, so yeah, Tiffany remind me of um, Julia Cameron, who I read uh, The Artist's Way in probably 1999. So we're talking about over a decade here. And that's the, I mean, I, I'm not going to say every single day of my life I've done morning pages, but that's the one practice that I've carried like all through the years that when I get in that place where I can do it, I do it. And then, yeah, like the, there's gold in there sometimes when you just like allow yourself to write and not censor and just let things come out like that, that for sure has been a, a, a really good tool for me. Cause not only do I like, it's kind of like a brain dump, right. Of all the things that are in my head, but then for me, it sort of evolved into now I'm going to write what my intentions are. And because I'm in the act of writing, it's kind of like a, you know, coming from the brain and then coming onto paper. And there's that whole thing about like the tactile sensation of like writing, you know, that whole, that whole thing. Um, so yeah, that's actually been critical in my um, manifestation practice that I've kept for decades. That one has, has stuck around for decades. And then also Jen reminded me that because um, as you got, as you all know, um, I'm big with planners and I have actually kept a paper planner probably since I was about 16 years old. Yeah. Around that same time that all that stuff was happening and I would just write stuff. And then I, as part of those paper planners, well, it's probably like day planner, daytime or something like that. They would have like a goals page. Right. And then I would write on the goals page and then I would write all the tasks because my I'm a big list person. So I'd write all the tasks, but the, in the process of having the goal and then breaking down the goal. And then, you know, like Jen was referring to the actual, the actual behaviors and the actions. Like I can definitely say that at, on the opposite end of the spectrum of manifestation, the, the act of doing paper planning and writing things down has been critical to all, a ton of things that I've manifested because it comes from, you know, you, the, the thoughts and the intentions and the feelings and, and all that in through the concrete and physical with the, the plans and the steps and the actual actions and the behaviors and all that. So yeah, those, those portions of it have been, those I've kept all through the years. And Joan actually, um, just to put a plug in for her, she actually creates vision boards and um, planners, digital planners on her own Etsy shop. Yeah. Yeah. What's, what is your Etsy shop name? Like all my names throughout all of the social media and everything. It's Joan of Adventure. That's right. Joan of Adventure. Yeah. I think a vision board is a good idea. I'm, I'm, I'm probably almost there um, to do a vision board as well. Okay, my next question that I was going to ask you, ladies, is name um, one thing other than manifesting parking, your parking karma, and your coffee, which is amazing. I actually do parking karma now, um, mm -hmm. and so I'm going to try and keep continuing that. Um, even though I still have a limiting belief that I can't get a parking spot, I have no idea where that limiting belief came from, but I am going to overcome this parking 
limiting belief. So um, name one thing um, that has manifested for you in part of your manifesting practice. You guys are thinking. <laughs> and like, do you want something recent or just something yeah, anything. in time? Um, oh, goodness. That, oh, I wish you would have like. Oh, do I need to prep you guys? Okay. Well, I, I have, have like a big list. Okay. Jen has, Jen has one. So I, every time I do a launch, I always think to myself, like, who exactly do I want in the launch? Not like which person, like their name or anything, but like the type of person, you know, somebody who's focused, who's driven, who's kind, who is going to be a great addition to the group. And, and I just trust that those people are going to come along and they do every time I do a lunch. I, I like, so I feel so blessed about the people who become my members. And I think, gosh, anybody, you know, could apply for this. And I feel like every time everyone who applies are just the exact people. And, and it's so amazing how just knowing what you want, you know, it just really works. Yeah. I think that's incredible. I'll, I'll go, um, like one of my manifesting, uh, let me see. Well, I mean, I just, I think I manifest, um, a lot of like my career path. Um, I, I mean, what I've done, I think is incredible. And I kind of have to like shout out to myself a lot because it has been a lot. <laughs> and, you know, I made it through med school. I then went on to, you know, pediatric residency. And then I went on to fellowship in integrative medicine. I passed all my boards and all of those. And then I was like, one day I was like, I was studying for my integrative medicine boards. And I was like, looking at this acupuncture research for pain, because it was one of the questions on the boards. And I was like, wow, this acupuncture stuff, this is amazing. I I'm like, I should be an acupuncturist. And I was like, so wanted to be an acupuncturist right at that point, like in my heart was like booming. I mean, it was just like golden light lighting up. And I was like, I have to be an acupuncturist. And I literally over the banister, cause I was upstairs studying and I was like, Hey honey, um, do you think you could support me while I go to acupuncture school? And it was the last day to sign up for acupuncture school. And I signed up and I freaking became an acupuncturist too while I'm working and all this stuff. And I am like, it's like my main thing now. I mean, I'm doing acupuncture every single day. It's my most popular treatment. It's what people love. It's what's helping people. And I don't know. I just, I feel like I, once I have that feeling that just like, I'm so aligned with what Jen was talking about, just that aligned feeling. You're just so aligned with your spirit, your inner authentic self, and you just know it. I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's that energy. Um, this, it feels like a glow almost like this big energy that lights up in you and you just do it. Um, I don't even know how I did it, go, you know, working and then also going to acupuncture school. I mean, but yeah, so that was one thing that I manifested. <laughs> okay. Okay. I got mine. You got one. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I manifested being here right now, because, um, as you know, um, I was working in the cruise ship industry for eight years, almost eight years. And if you're listening to this in 2021, you know that the, uh, amongst others, the cruise ship industry has been completely shut down 
um, up until now. I do have a lot of unemployed friends like that have been unemployed for a long time. But the thing is what happened is I had followed a gut feeling or like what I want felt that I wanted to do. And while I was still working on the cruise ship and as a manager of a of a youth facility, and let me tell you, if you think being a manager on land is hard, on an actual cruise ship where you're working and living in the same place and you work 24 seven because you're on call basically, and it's seven days a week and you can't go home because your home is your work. Um, I was doing that and I was building my business at the same time. And uh, I had spent like one year prior, like doing all the training myself and studying and then starting it and then trying to get this going on at the same time. It's sort of kind of like slowed down, but the, the whole time when I had kind of slowed down because I had to focus on being a manager and all the things, uh, every day I was writing, I was like, I am preparing myself for the next phase of my life, which is gonna be working in my own online business as a digital marketer on land. So like, and it was so hard, like the last six months of me being on the ship was probably one of the most difficult times in on many levels, most difficult time of my life, just super challenging. Um, but I literally had to like remind myself, it's like, I am creating the next phase of my life right now with the thoughts that I have right now. I am putting these things in place and I'm here, I'm here for sure. Um, and I got ahead of the curve because I didn't know we were gonna go through a pandemic. I literally finished my last contract, April 27, 2019. And I was working in my business already so like the ramping up part and starting over on land part ramped up just in time january 2020 and then we know the rest so there you go. yeah <laughs> so and then um one more on that this related story i actually manifested the place that i live now because i used to live in san diego california and as we know southern california it's very expensive to try to get into an apartment probably would have needed a few grand just to move into a room in a house um, with deposit and all that fun stuff. And I was like, that's not happening. I love my home, but that's not happening. I came to San Antonio and I had this little inkling because I was like, I needed to start over, but I needed to do it in a way that I could do it with the money I had. And I had this little inkling. I was like, you know, I think there's apartments across the street from the university. I bet there's a some kids that want to get out of their lease when because when the summer starts and I literally moved into this place like and it's like all brand new renovated I have my own bathroom which wouldn't have happen in San Diego I moved in with a hundred and sixty nine dollars out of my pocket wow that that was my yeah so those were my two big latest that's amazing oh yeah, my gosh <laughs> Tiffany, yeah. what yeah, about I, you? 
I, I think I just want to say, first of all, it's not that I have to think of things that I've manifested. It's like picking one <laughs> and how far back, because it's, it's so many, it's, there's that thing that says either everything's a miracle or nothing is. And it's like, kind of everything is, is manifested. So, um, for the sake of just keeping it brief, I'm just going to say that I, I too manifested being here. Cause Joan just made me realize that at the beginning of the year, I set a goal to be on six different, like either somebody's YouTube or podcast or something, just kind of visibility, putting myself out there. Didn't even think about it until this very moment. Um, but also you wonderful women, because I was, you know, in the middle of a pandemic and very isolated and not being around friends and things like that, but also coming from a place where I'm doing something in my life that the people around me are not and needing other women that can understand what you're doing when you're building a business and that can be at the same level of you or even better, a little bit ahead of you or 10 steps ahead of you that can say it's okay and can give you wisdom and, and things like that. And I asked for that and and here I am now with you, three wonderful women. So <laughs> I will say that I've manifested you in, in more ways than one. Um, and, I, and I'll leave it at that for the sake of brevity. Oh, that's so amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We're like besties now. Um, so right as we wrap up, guys, um, do you just want to let everyone know where they can find you um, for our listeners today? Of course, for, for me. Go ahead, Joan. Oh, um, so I have my own podcast, which is in its baby infancy. It's called Manifesting the New You. Uh, that is on all the podcasting platforms. Um, I am on Instagram. I'm everywhere. I'm everywhere. My last name is kind of hard to pronounce. So you can find me, Joan of Adventure, at Joan of Adventure, pretty much anywhere. Yeah. That's it. Instagram, yeah. uh, Instagram, Etsy, Clubhouse. Uh, no YouTube yet, but that's coming. Facebook. Um, Facebook. Yeah. Yep. So there Perfect. You go. Okay. So follow her. Yeah. Same for me. My, um, my business is Whole Living Cafe. So my website is wholelivingcafe.com and I'm at Whole Living Cafe across all social media. Jen. And my business is Jen Argue Masterminds, and you can find me at jenargue.com or on Instagram, Jen double underscore argue, <laughs> or on Facebook. Instagram is my favorite place to hang out, though, and to interact with people. So that is always a great place to go. Yeah. So um, we have lots of good content up on Instagram and all the social media sites. So you can come hang out with us over there. And I am so thankful for you amazing ladies. Thank you so much for all the insights. I think that was awesome for all the listeners. Um, so um, listeners out there, if you have any more um, questions, um, reach out to us. Um, you can DM us on Instagram or on Facebook and um, we will see you all soon. Thank you, Anna. Wonderful. Thank you so Bye, much. Anna. Thanks, guys.